raccoons. Oh, <laughs> it's a it's a grundle of of gooses. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Shelf Importance, the comedy book club podcast that blends sensibility with vulgarity. Today, we wrap up Hollow Kingdom by Kira Jane Buxton. Also in this episode, we have a divine meeting with the Octo God to ask it the age-old question, does Ken have penis? And last warning, it only gets more vile from here, so grab a stiff drink and enjoy the episode. We just gave a warm welcome to Mr. Fedora. Uh, if there's a Mrs. Fedora out there, feel free to leave your, <laughs> leave your comments the, for, for if, Mr. Fedora out here. If, if uh, anyone's sticking around long. If They're anyone currently long. in the chat is named after a piece of clothing, go ahead and, ch- and hit us up in the chat, and then we'll all change our clothes. What if that's all it was? They're just five different guys named after five different, like, <laughs> popular rpg <laughs> sets of clothing like rpg gamer clothing hey man what's up mr neckbeard welcome Hello, to the chat <laughs> sir ascot welcome hey how's it going there mr utilikill <laughs> i pre- appreciate you popping into the chat uh yeah welcome welcome okay so here's here's where we're at i'm gonna bring it up again since uh, more people just popped in uh we read and we're gonna talk about this book Hollow Kingdom. Um, I'm tempted now to give you the rundown summary of the book, but alas, I'm looking at the agenda. That's not my job this evening. <laughs> That's not the job of me, Kent Menthol, the one who drinks. Uh, welcome to Shelf Importance. Are we? Uh, am I? Am I jumping ahead and, and taking your no. job now that I'm looking at the agenda again? You want to take over, Mofo Yukon? And We're do, doing good. Do, We're doing good. Do, he, well, I think we should all we should all maybe introduce ourselves. Yeah. Oh. Okay. We do this in. Alphabetical order, you based on how we change on how we change our, on how we change our on how. We, yeah. Hey everybody, I'm the single orifice that you poop, pee, and jizz out of. I'm Bloeka. <laughs> I, I can't wait to watch the followers just drip, 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 drop. drop. <laughs> one, one already left. And it, <laughs> Most people try to get people to watch. Ah, oh, yeah. shucks. <laughs> I think I think we can well, now, it's opposite now know day. what's causing us to not not hit. Aff- Why are we not hitting affiliate? Oh, okay. <laughs> maybe we need to, maybe we need to read that b- book about Patroclus again. Yeah, we do. <laughs> well, I'm Dingleberry Bob. I don't have a fancy name this week. Not feeling very creative. This week. You and see, either way you, you look at it alphabetizing all. lists, I'm next, Mofo Yukon. And I am the one who drinks. I am the one who drinks tonight. I am the last one. I am the one who drinks. All right, so is welcome, a, everybody. De- was that a decent Sean Connery? I am the one who, <laughs> the one who dr- drinks. I'm no? just, I'm <laughs> flattered that you knew what That's movie I was quoting. <laughs> Well, like, Ken, like the one who drinks said, this is our last time talking about Hollow mm-hmm. Kingdom. I think we'll have a podcast up of the first episode because it does turn out that my audio uploaded. 
Oh, yeah. So, uh, that sh- we should be able to have that out. Uh, we'll meet again in two weeks on September 13th to talk about Verity by Colleen Hoover. That was Dingleberry Verity. Bob's choice. The hottest book of 2022. So it is a very Has hot Reese book. Has Witherspoon read it yet? Have I oh. bought that one yet? I guess I haven't bought that one yet. I, I told Becky oh. that I told Becky what the selection was after last week's meeting, and she was like, "Oh, good, bam!" And then she like just whipped it out. She already had it. It was tight. Did she already read All it right. as well? Okay, yeah. we need to talk about something. Wow. This is becoming Becky's book club. We need it to is. rename ourselves to yeah. Becky's book club. Uh, yeah. Well, now she Becky's works book at a bookstore, so it's, it's, it's yeah. Really she works at a bookstore. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, she we does? should ask her what we should read. Oh, I do. Every, what do you think? <laughs> what do you think all my selections are? Oh, you know what? You should ask Becky if she wants a, a, a show segment on the podcast. Yeah, uh, Beck this Rex or something like that. <laughs> Bex Rex. Bex, Be- Bex Rex, right? Oh, Her recommendations, Ooh, and then nice. she can just do it. She can she can just record, yeah. and send it over, and I'll drop it into the podcast. Um, we got we have fun stuff tonight, guys. We've got ratings. We're gonna give our ratings for the book. We've got reviews. Uh, we're gonna share our one star reviews that we found. I found a pretty good one. I didn't have to search very long. Not that this was a bad book. It's just that somebody wrote something very memorable that was high up on the one star list. Yeah. And uh, this isn't gonna be on the podcast. This will be more for the people who are watching. We're gonna show who we would cast in our movie of this, which the rights have been bought. There is going to be something. I, I think it's AMC is going to carry AMC, it's going an to be animated AMC's show. First animated show. Yeah. Are we talking Star Wars: The Clone Wars animated? Or are we talking old school Disney animated? I'm, I'm going like Tuca and Birdie, or or something like Trippy. Why the fuck was Star Wars: The Clone Wars the first thing that came to mind when I was searching for a 3D animated film? I don't know. Woo! I don't know. I think, see, I think it would be great. Uh, I think it's going to suck on AMC. Maybe it'd be okay, but uh, they, they they can't be vulgar. As it's, they more need to a, be. it's more of a it's more of a CW. That's a real bummer to me. I think it would be really good on HBO. See, what here's you- why they got it. They have all the zombie assets. Yeah. They have that, like, people say HBO has the, you know, they're so good at the dragon stuff because they have all these assets laying around. They can reuse yeah. and they don't have to spend a whole lot of money. Think of all the audio drops they won't have to re-record because yeah. they just have them from The Walking Dead. It'd be great okay. on uh, oh. um, Cartoon Network. Yeah. What do you think they're going Adult to Swim. rename the main character of yeah. this story in the AMC reboot? Because it's Is not going to be shit, shit You can't say shit on TV. I don't know. Hey, maybe they'll do like a like a, a route that they take with Rick and Morty before it goes to the streaming service where they just bleep uh, everything out. That would actually be that'd be acceptable. I think cuss word bleeping is still pretty funny. Yeah, it is. Sometimes <laughs> I prefer it doesn't a good, do a damn thing. A good I nice like, like it, bleep over actually hearing the word. Yeah, I think it's going to be a pretty. I would say it would have to be a pretty unique animation style. Like it's not going to mm. be. Your Saturday morning cartoon kind of crap, mm. but you're Phineas and Ferb at all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> some stylish. Well, shit turns got to look good. Yeah, man. Yeah, is it going to be like a paper cutout, kind of a Yoshi's crafted world kind of look? That'd be oh, fun. that'd be fun. There you go. 
There you go. There's a lot of gular fluttering that they they'll need to animate. Hmm. <laughs> a lot of uh, nictating membranes. Nick, oh, yeah. so they better <laughs> capture that right. <laughs> yeah. With the or sound I'm out and everything. Nictating. Yeah. 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 If they don't, if they don't get the nictating membranes right, I'm they've lost a viewer. Yep. Mm-hmm. For sure. Mm-hmm. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. And if they don't portray those penguins as the rat bastards they are. Those tuxedo wearing fucks. <laughs> those bastard penguins. Oh, so funny. Such good stuff. So we start out with a guy named, we just know him as Big Jim, and he has a dog named Dennis, and he has uh, apparently a pet crow. And uh, Jim's eyeball falls out. It's just out of the blue, and it's like, what the fuck? And so Big Jim starts kind of going a little batshit crazy. He goes into the bathroom and starts scraping on the wall, and and uh, his his ever loyal crow which he's uh, uh, uh affectionately named shit turd and uh or st for short and uh yeah so he, the 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 crow is like super loyal to the guy so he's like okay i'm gonna try to get him some medicine he gets him some like aspirin and summer's eve <laughs> and all kinds of other stuff and we find out uh about big jim he's a single guy he uh he dates tiffany s from tinder um or dated once uh but he just can't fix him and gets his phone to him and he just freaks out and goes back shit crazy and <laughs> he takes off <laughs> and uh and uh he and dennis are gonna go try to figure out what's going on so they can help big jim well they get out there and all these people are just going batshit crazy. The old lady across the street is eating her dog. I forget what her dog's name was. Trisket. Triscuits. 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 Yeah. yeah. And uh, you know, yeah, the, she's... Whole, the whole first quarter of the book is is the author just uh, poetically writing down her disdain for those disgusting treats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and hard uh, flexing on like being the best at coming up with names for animals. Yeah. And yeah valid like now, yeah. when you guys like legit you guys go to when you take your pets to the vet do you not enjoy sitting there and reading the names of all the other pets coming to visit the vet that day no because my pet is freaking the fuck out the whole time oh uh-huh. don't have time to read the thing the cute He's pet names on the whiteboard are my favorite shitting on the floor and stuff like that <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> Poor Dex. That's, that's very good. Sorry, Rich. That's okay. And, uh, you know, they go out and they start seeing other mocha. And, and the bird calls the humans his human companion uh, mofos because that's what Jim calls everybody else. And uh, All so these he, mofos yeah. out here, shit turd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so I, I kind of – I don't remember exactly where we stopped, but he's trying to find help. He realizes that all the mofos have lost their mind, and now his focus kind of switches to saving the domestics. So these are the pets of the mofos that cannot get out because they can't open doors. And so we learn that there are these different communication networks. One is in the air, which is, I think they call that the aura. One's in the ocean. I forget what that one was. Echo. 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 And Echo. then one is in the ground through the roots of the trees. and uh, Web. Web. Web, yeah. 
And that's, uh, you know, he runs into, you know, almost getting attacked by different wild animals that are normally in like a zoo. Um, but now they're, they're out running free and, um, yeah. And it's about where we are. So we've got, we've got zombies. We've got birds that can talk like animals of the, of the Savannah, like with a really exclusive focus on Africa. Which is weird because that's not everything that lives at the zoo. Although I guess tigers are from East Asia or something. Asia. And then, are there tigers? And then later on, it gets crazy, but we'll get to that later. What? I don't are there tigers? And I don't think so either. I think those are just in Asia. Africa. No, you fucking idiots! <laughs> it's it does it does seem like the animals have escaped the zoo entirely, which begs the question: How? How did they escape? How That's did in they the book. escape? It's the one who opens doors. Yeah, it's he's the, a fucking it's orangutan. The... He also lives at no. a zoo. No, no, no. Shit turd thought he found the one who opens doors because he saw a guy in a red hat or in a, in a I don't know. He saw he saw a person. Oh, they were like, all breaking the glass with their faces. Yeah, they were going around the zoo thinking the glass was a touchscreen and. Oh, that's right. I'm not okay. sure that explains how the tigers and gorillas got out, but like, yeah. but okay. Well, well, every I'll, everywhere I'll that shit turd went in the zoo had a broken glass enclosure. Right. Great. I, I feel like though that man, you had to take a lot of people's heads to knock some of that glass. I, that I know can't that's be some low grade glass. Thick shit. See, man. I don't think I don't think it would happen ever. Yeah, by banging your head against it, your head would give before the glass did. And and um, most of those like big game things, they have a a huge ditch. Yeah, you know that keeps them in there. Now there's yeah, back so doors. There's back doors. What I've imagined is like I could definitely see some people who work at the zoo, knowing everything's gone to shit, but loving the animals, being like. You're not going to have a chance. I'm just going to let you out while I'm dying. Let the tiger go. Open everything out. I mean, I could see see that. All right. I could see that. See, that's I mean, I'm talking zombie apocalypse and you're working at the zoo. I'm like, we're dead anyway. Yeah. Why do you have to? I don't want you to sit here and starve. Fucking go try. Click. Go eat some zombies. See, that's what I that's what I thought was going to have happened is is somebody was like saw it coming and like, okay, I'm just going to unlock everything. And then. Somewhere along the way, they just got caught up, and now they're zombified. And it was going to be someone who unlocks the doors or opens the doors, but now they're a zombie and they're banging their head against the screen. That's what I thought it was going to be. Ken, you have got quote of the week before we dig into what we just read. Oh, where did I put where did I put that daggum quote of the week? Uh, Let me just, I think, maybe I I think it it's in, in your underwear drawer. Uh, the Dad Weavers, chronic and cancerous that, in their destruction. That, that weekly quote that I definitely found. Okay, here we go. Long um, before just now. Now, this one gets, it's not crows before hoes, but it probably should have been. There are some good ones. There are a lot are, that are really funny. I went with a, a serious one since there are quite a bit of those moments in this book. Um, here it is. <clears throat> this is spoken from Shit Turd himself, Shit Turd the Philosopher. Um, I cannot recommend this to you enough. Find something that you believe in, right down deep in the depth of your silvery plumage, and then throw your heart at it. Blood and valves and veins at all. That's it. Chase your dreams. Follow your own star. 
Yeah. It's the crows we made along the way. <laughs> it's the murder we made. It's the murders we made along the way. Perfect. I like that. Love it. Nice. You guys do that? Do you guys uh, find find the thing you believe in and chase after it with all your all your silvery plumage? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I like I walk you, towards it. Or do you like, like work yourself to death in a job that you despise that makes you feel empty because you need I've, money? I've there convinced myself that like fiscal security is is the thing that I want most in life, and so I'm just like, yes, let's oh. do some saving. And, and that's a that's a clever a clever hack to feeling like an empty shell. Yes, it's it works great. Take your take your necessities that you work for and pretend that it's what you like are like the life you strive for. And then and then all you have to do to balance it out is invest in pharmaceuticals and. <clears throat> There you go. Yeah. Fix. All right. Tight. It's great. Tight. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. My only um, buy, buy the stock in the pharmaceutical company and buy their product. And buy you their win product. Twice. You win twice. That's right. Right. I'm not only a user. <laughs> I'm the president. <laughs> I don't know. I only a member. Yeah. Ken, I'm glad that you brought up murder because um, this hits on the first thing that I fucking hate about this book. There was a like you know how a, a group of crows is a is a murder <gasps> right and like a group of vultures is a committee. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Yep. Okay. So, fucking all of that stuff. It's not real. It's like one person wrote a book, and they just thought they were clever. And then, like, there is a published book that's like, this is what groups of different shits are called, right? And I feel like Kira just, like, has that book, and she, like, thinks it's the fucking funniest thing ever. And she's like, ah, oh, here's a, a, a mischief of raccoons. Oh, <laughs> It's a it's a grundle of of gooses. <laughs> it's a bushel of brambles and just like there were so fucking many points in this book where like it was clear that she just wanted to show off that she knows what a group of starlings is called or looked up. And I just see, fucking, man. I want to punch her in her stupid face. But see, if I'm I wrote a book, you Kira. better bet I'm busting a thesaurus out. Or I'm going to go buy one. Fuck look, yeah. There's I'm no doing, problem. I'm doing, I'm doing draft one, and draft two is going to look so drastically different. Because I'm just, I'm just going to find and replace. I mean, I'm talking about the fucking... Uh, God damn, that guy Gabriel Cage on. Yeah. What did he keep calling? Defile. Defile. Calling the, the, the defile. Like, defile. Oh, I see. Uh, Word of the day. Command, command F. <laughs> Find change every instance of crevice to defile, please. Yep. Um, yeah. But I'll tell you what. What, carriage, what you're talking about, like, is definitely not worse than what old girl did in uh, fucking the crawl where the crawdads sing as far as nature filleting goes. Like how much <laughs> I know about took how much I know oh, about yeah. nature. Yeah, look at this. It's a blue winged blah blah blah. I got a little bit more than a paragraph to say about this feather. <laughs> and trust yeah. me, I'm, I'm gonna do it. Did yeah. you know birds have eyebrows? <laughs> yeah, eat that, Chase Andrews. Blow yeah. that out of your cloaca. <laughs> so guys, we have a we have a three quarters of the book to talk about. And I don't oh, we should probably do that. I don't feel like going over every chapter 
in excruciatingly well-written one-sentence summaries. Can I, is that because you didn't make them? No, I did. But <laughs> can I, I suggest that we just skip drop the everything ball to, that's not from shit-turds perspective? So I have, three, I have three areas where we can just kind of talk about what happened. Okay. So I'm not going to say it. what happened, but we can just talk about it. Act one, act so two, three. Right? I think our viewers will like Well, that. just the, the main things that happened in the last three quarters of the book. Okay. So number one, opening the doors. Okay. The one who opens doors. and Well, but that's not Shit Turd's name, right? He is the one who... Keeps. Keeps. Okay. So he's trying to find the one who opens doors because their mission is to save the domestics. So what did you... Did you guys like this part of the story what did you think about it like when they we get, like their little ways of trying to get these doors open like with the baiting of the cell phone and all that yeah but is it believable uh well, of course not it's it's i mean <laughs> i mean the fucking page one where a, a crow is a pet is the first unbelievable thing i mean there's so uh, now the author, the author has a crow pet two of them yeah really yeah yeah, you can. They and make excellent okay. pets. They're very pros. intelligent. Yeah. Well, they're very they're skittish. Fun. So I guess if you raise them from little little crowlings, that's I what, guess, that's guess what this, Big Jim did. I guess this, I guess uh, this hasn't okay. been science time. This hasn't quite been science time with Rich, has it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's out of my league. That's anyway, called, that's called. This is called. This has been eat crow with Rich. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, um, that's pretty good, dude. <laughs> I feel like there's a good analogy here. Like shit, shit turd can't count higher than nine, and, and Dingle, <laughs> yeah. can you not deal with animals with more than nine cells? Or <laughs> yeah, I can. That's what it is. Yeah, I can. Good. I can. If it, can, if it gets to ten, I, I'm out. That's too many. So yeah, this was like this was seemed to be the whole whole point of the book was helping. The, the people-friendly animals survive and what we so, and just just so our viewers are like totally looped in this yes. is pets that are living in houses and when everything went to shit the pets ended up like trapped in houses yes. because they're no dogs food. and shit and they well, can't I think like, we, need, we haven't really defined what went to shit meant uh oh yeah well that's a, that's mean, another part of our like we and we could talk about that now so the three things i want to talk about are opening the doors Love and loss, because that was a big part at the end of the end of the book, and then what happened to the humans, which I found to be the most interesting part. Right. It was interesting to find out that there that you know there's a period of time before Big Jim's eyeball falling out that uh, shit turd recalled of kind of this like rally the troops moment. So it's almost like he didn't quite know shit was going wrong, but he could kind of see it. But he was more focused on. Big Jim's like emotional because, state because Big Jim was so upset about his breakup with Tiffany S that the black tide of depression rolled in. He sort of went to ground. He's, he was staying in his basement. And so like, it seemed like maybe all the other humans knew that this, like basically what what's happened is it's a zombie type book, but basically what's happened is that like nature felt the need to rebalance that like humans had overreached and had become too disconnected from nature. And so like worldwide widespread event, all the humans sort of like just lost their mind and became these like technology obsessed zombies. Like they just 
they just all of their prefrontal cortex just went away and they just tried to like find cell phones to put them in their butts or whatever. <laughs> and uh, big Jim kind of like didn't know that this was happening because he was sort of like in his basement until his eyeball fell out. Yeah. Cause what, what she, the author makes it sound like is humans have refused to evolve. Like we have a choice, right? Um, and then all of a sudden, that there's a virus and some technical technological pressures like radio waves or something that people can't deal with. It's the 5G. And, and we've become like, instead of just cancer being like, oh, skin cancer or, oh, you know, bone cancer. It's like, we are cancer. Like we just become it's fucking cancer. Tim Apple. It's Bill yeah. Microsoft. Yep. And they, and, and <laughs> to survive, humans are like, bending into weird shapes. Babies are turning into tarantulas. Uh, just every kind of mutation. It's like if X-Men actually happened, like, or someone was doused with radio, uh, radioactive materials and they melted, like that kind of stuff. Not not uh, X-Men, but like actual destruction. I'll, fantastic Four. I'll, I'll tell you this, Kyra Jane Buxton, not a biologist, I don't think. <laughs> She might be watching. As we I'm know, terrified that Kyra Jane Buxton is one of the four people watching right now. <laughs> hey, might be, might be. You know, hey, like when you, hey, Kyra, you have just a couple, you have just a couple out. books, and you're still a young author, and you see see a podcast talking about you on Twitter. You're like, "May I gotta go check these guys out? Well, how yeah. will they not know it's me? Let's see, Mister 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 Fidogo. I'm just taken. Underscore one, I guess. <laughs> I think this is. I think this is one of the coolest. Oh, she just uh, left. It's fine. One of the coolest takes on like how a zombie thing could happen. Yeah, I it was, liked it. It was pretty neat. Yeah, I might have missed it. Did she ever actually say the cause? Was it just like some sort of radio waves or something? Or that's what Facebook. the doctor was trying to say. Was that it was like there's a virus and technology pressures. That's how I took it. Yeah. Okay. Well, here's one thing we got to talk just about. I wish gone with 5G and had done with it. It's the, the 5G. 5G. As, as much as I initially hated the idea of like, oh, everybody's zombies because they just got to, they can't peel away from their screens. Yeah. Right. I'm like, oh, come on. Don't be about that bullshit. But the more I thought about it, the more I'm like, okay, so here's how zombie, the zombies eat your brains things works. Right. Is that uh, it's always, hey, we're living humans. Hey, there's like a virus or something and we all die and come back to life. And then our carnal instincts that we want that you're always thinking about being just vicious carnal beings. We're like just animals takes over. And now we have to eat people. That's I mean, it got me thinking, like, is that really our like base instinct anymore? Is like my natural instinct. If I, if you like strip a lot of my thoughts away just to like, oh, now that I don't have morals, ah, I'm going to go and rip something apart and eat its brains. Cause I never do that. We never do that. Like we don't do, I don't hunt. We don't do that sort of things. Like if I just get stripped away and just like the mundane things that I do every day are kind of what my brain wants to do now because I'm not processing anything. I don't think I'm going to be eating brains. I think I'm going to be trying to tap away, tap away on my computer or like mindlessly like, 
snap my vinyls in half while I'm trying to like set them on my record player or something stupid like that. You know, I'm trying to like play with a board, play a board game and it's just as hard to learn the rule book as it was before I was a zombie, that kind of stuff. <clears throat> I, I got stuck pretty hard in the don't get, don't go with that preachy bullshit stage. Yeah. So that part I just checked yeah. out of. Right. But I, I, I like your interpretation. I, I can approve of that. Well, I wonder if, because we were introduced to a few different mutated forms of people. Okay. There's the people that are the bent, bent necked, uh, looking for phones. And then you've got at, the, at least the, well, there's two others. There's the weavers that are like turned into these spider people. And then there's the other ones that are like, uh, they sound like raptors, like dinosaurs. They're like, like birds, yeah. Yeah, or an ostrich, but bigger. Like they sounded like multiple people combined into one. That sound they seemed very big. And they're growing wings, right? And that yeah, they had some kind of wings, like they were gonna fly. Functional. So, Did they have I'm wings? wondering? <laughs> well, they are you shitting know, everywhere. A, they are shitting everywhere. Question, and it smells gross. Descendants of but dinosaurs, here, so maybe. Here's my theory. The the people are like rapid evolving, right? to try and survive whatever cataclysmic event is affecting people. So if it's such a rapid evolution, maybe where you are when it happens to you affects how you evolve. So yeah, if you're on a people plane, like, you become a bird. That's person. how evolution works. Maybe. But like people like Jim, who are just like in his basement on his phone, he evolves to like, I just want phone. And so does everybody else who's like technology obsessed. Maybe the spider people were like living in a cave or in some trees or something. They were no. they were playing Twister. They were maybe surfing they were the World Twister. Wide Web. You know? So like maybe each one that we came across was living through something different, but enough people lived through that thing that they all evolved the same way real quick. So we were talking about like opening the doors. <clears throat> why are, why are we in the shit? So that's why we're in the shit is people have evolved into horrible monsters and are not taking care of their pets anymore. So shit turd thinks I want to open the houses, let out the nice animals. And we, we've skipped something very important though. Um, Go. God in this world is an octopus who lives at the Seattle zoo. Mm-hmm. Onita. Yep. Yep. And, uh, and Octo God gives gives oh, shit yeah. turd this mission. So like True. it wasn't something True. that shit turd necessarily came came up with on his own. It's no. like Octo Octo God had to put his noodly appendages into the whole thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. We haven't mentioned too much about shit turd's hetero life companion, Dennis. <laughs> Right. Uh, Dennis, Dennis is, is a good boy. He's such a good boy. He's such a good boy. <laughs> um, he's the he's the bloodhound that was also a pet for Big Jim, and now they're making it through this world together. Dennis mm-hmm. has the golden nose. Mm-hmm. Um, he sniffs stuff out. <laughs> bloodhound barks around. He's, he's described as having, I think, the intelligence of a dead possum, something like that. Yeah, sounds right. But they're like and, life and, mates now. And shit turd hurts his wing. So he just rides around on his back like a horse. If if Dennis had a voice, 
these two would have been Nick Frost and Simon Pegg for me. <laughs> yeah. Like a hundred percent. But because that's Simon, the kind of that's the kind of bromance they've got going on. Yeah. Simon Pegg for ST. Yeah. 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 It's pretty good. They got kind of a Timon and Pumbaa vibes. Yeah. 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 And I will say, you mentioned the Don Quixote, right? I love the visual of the scene. Um where he specifically says, like near the end, that like he's riding, uh, riding around. It, it wasn't Dennis at this point. It was Dennis, like a like a cowboy, like patrolling mm-hmm. the Wild West kind of situation. And he, yeah. I could picture him with a little cowboy hat on, shit turd. Intarnation. Yeah. What intarnation? Yeah. Is going on? But they start out uh, using glass, like shards of glass, to attract the cell phone zombies to break through windows, right? Did it right. evolve like, past yeah, like that? The, like their screens. Did what? Did it? Did, did their methods evolve beyond that, or did they just keep doing that over and over? I, th- I think they just propagated that through the crows. Which at one point, St. Does a like uh, crows have like some mimic ability, and St. Does a perfect mimic of the iPhone chime. Right, which is effective. Yeah. And I'm like. Why do you need to find props? Just teach everybody that sound. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Do it that all the time. Yeah. Or something like that, you know? <laughs> this author likes to pull some guy Gabriel K bullshit where they like, she spends a lot of time like intentionally misdirecting you, like letting yeah. you think that like, the orangutan so is a person. She's like, yeah. ooh, yeah, she's super vague about how everything is described. Ooh, it's the one who conquers. It's like a furry log with sticks coming out at the bottom or whatever. And, like, <laughs> it's that shit. Um, that shit's annoying. It's well, annoying that they, they, described, they described the one who opens doors as a person-shaped entity with red hair and something like a shirt – Right, the something like a shirt isn't anything. It's nothing. Yeah. It's just it's literally just there to make you think it's a person. Because the second she said it's got red hair, I was like, oh, it's an orangutan. <laughs> but it's wearing a shirt, and I'm like, oh well, I don't know. Maybe it's just a maybe it's fucking the two tickets to paradise guy. <laughs> Millie Vanilli? No. Who's the Red Rocker? Not the two tickets to Paradise guy. I don't do cheeseburgers in Paradise. Mickey. Mickey Mantle. Mickey Mantle. Mouse. Red Rocker. Sammy Hagar. It's Sammy Hagar, everybody. But yeah, yeah, the uh, the orangutan. He just starts opening doors, but just there, right? I mean, like they can they don't find orangutans all over the country, and start telling them to open doors. So. I mean, and they have to do this kind of fast because the the animals aren't going to last long if they're locked in the house. There's not that much food. Yeah, it's Dingleberry Beatbox. <laughs> Is it how you like this? I feel like it gets grainy whenever it gets this dark. So I see. Uh, hey, please, stop it. please tell me. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, you, you read the book with us. You know, I don't know why you seem so disinterested in what we're talking about and have so little to offer. <laughs> he was so publicly bored with the whole thing that we do. Sorry. 
you were about to talk about the fact that it's been a month since like before shit turn even goes out. So I don't know how long it's been. Cause they're like, I, I don't know if she wants to commit to a time or not, you know? And it's like, um, it was like, I don't know how fast this stuff's actually going to happen. So I'm going to say shit turn is bad with time. And then we're talking like they go to Starbucks and there's Ivy grown over the sign. Yeah. The sign of Starbucks. Yeah. You know how fucking long that would take us? I'm like, at that point I was like, God, has it been a year? Yeah. Like how, yeah. Long, have, I, how long have they been out here? Yeah. I, was, I got I the was distinct impression that it was it. at least a month. Yeah. I mean, cause I mean, there was, he was only trying to fix big Jim for a short time. Not enough for, that to happen now if it was kudzu which they did mention that you know that grows like an inch a day or some shit like that but still yeah i think that's where i got the idea that it had been a long time because it seemed like at some point i i i my understanding was that like he tried for literal weeks to like throw medicine into big jim's mouth yeah and that's like that's too long for a dog to my dog would not be alive weeks from now if I suddenly abandoned my house. He he cannot get to his food. Yeah. I mean, I thought Shit Turd was, like, helping him get food. but Yeah, but, like, all these other dogs. Like, okay, so, like, you've got... Yeah. By the time Big Jim's eye fell out, the world was... I'd say it's 80% on the way to being totally annihilated yeah. for the hollows, right? For the mofos. And then a couple weeks after that, and then who knows how long after that, that they're running around and like, um, animals are still just like trapped inside, shitting everywhere and dying. My dog would be fucked because we don't keep food at her level and she wouldn't be able to get to anything. Yeah. And ours is locked in a, or not locked, but ours is shut in a pantry. Yeah. So, but I mean, it's noble and it's not like they're just opening every single house. They're looking for signs of life. I I like the struggle that I I like how it's portrayed, how everyone has their vision in their head of, Oh, the one who keeps, you know, like he's going to be the one that helps us. And then he feels like an imposter. Like, you know, classic imposter syndrome. I don't know how imposter to leave syndrome. these people, but he's just like yeah. doing his best, doing what he can. And then they're like, how do we get the people out? And one, he doesn't know how to describe it to him. So he goes to like a show and tell and it works. But I, I can't believe that they all weren't like standing around and being like, it, there's a better way to do that. Like somebody had to have thought of a better way to do it. Right. And this comes right after they literally all have dropped things on glass and broken it. Yeah. I, I thought someone that? was going to fly in a chimney. Like there was one of the first houses, they mentioned a chimney. And I'm like, you don't mention something without using it. Why are we not flying down the chimney? I mean, I guess though, but even if they get into, maybe the birds can get in and out, but how yeah. do they get the like little doggies out? You know, they've got to open the door and stuff. Yeah. It's a problem. You got to get the one who opens doors. But if they can carry like glass and shit around, why couldn't they go in the chimney and like unlock the, well, I guess you'd have to open I the did. door. I would the like to see a crow closed. carry an iPhone in its mouth. Yeah. It's, it's worse than that. At one point it carries an iPad. Yeah. 
Yeah, I can barely carry an iPad sometimes. They're not very light. And then the, and then the so, dog picks it up and like runs with the damn thing. Ravens like, are the big <laughs> ones, right? Crows are the yeah. smaller ones. Yep. Now they're still big. Crows are still big. Yeah, but they don't have anything but, to grab. It's like it's like trying to hold something with scissors. Like trying to hold an yeah. iPad with scissors, you know. Right? Tongues. But no, you're right. Maybe they all had. Maybe the ones they were picking up all had pop sockets. When, when, yeah, yeah, when the the first one, you know, know, this week's sponsor for the podcast, pop Pop socket, socket. socket. yeah, yeah, the five dollar nipples for your phone. No, no, no. Um, This week's this week's sponsor, Cheetos, 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 crunchy, delicious, cheesy snacks. Favorite snack of my t-shirt shop. (laughs) Pros before hose in our shop. Um, Buy our merch. The um, the the first time Shit Turd picks up a cell phone, it's I think I think it describes it as like I picked it up in my talons and like transferred it to my like basically like passed it up to his beak and then he's like waving it around. It's like that's the most ridiculous fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> you know it's funny. It's it, it probably is like unless in reality I'm she sure has seen ridiculous. one do that. There's but a, I bet she, I, I bet she's got her crows, and they're routinely like picking up her iPhone and throwing it and shit, and she's falling through bay windows trying to get it. Yeah, they're hiding and then picks it up her husband, picks up her husband's iPad, and the fucking bloodhound gang runs off with it. What about the the loss that we see in the book? Did you guys get any emotion? Whoop whoop from whoop! The bo- spoiler Wait, what? spoiler yeah. alert! Spoiler alert! I don't know how Not, far you are, Dingle. But spoilers okay. for the Hey, that's viewers? that's a that's a price I have to pay if I don't get done. Yeah, no no spoilers for the viewers. If you're if you're yeah. watching or listening, you know it's because we're talking straight through a book. Yeah. All right. Dennis and dies. And the spoilers is the spoilers is all all the dogs well, died. I knew I knew Cinnamon yeah. died. Yeah, she got eaten. Yeah, I'm by starting the, to worry uh, if she actually is it might be a dog hair. <laughs> yeah. And she's a cat. I mean, that's life. what but that's what tugs the heartstrings. Yeah. yeah, these are both very gratuitous deaths that I felt like. I, I was very confused because Becky early on told me that she was like, "I think Cinnamon's my favorite character," and was talking about how wonderful she thinks Cinnamon is through this book. And so I was like, "Oh, great! Like we're gonna get to like see Cin." I mean, Cinnamon fucking she walks out the door and it's just bam. Yeah. <laughs> metaphorically hit by a truck like it is it is so fast you barely get to talk to this character at all and she's killed by another dog well the real bummer of her death is that the rabies dog dies immediately after killing her yeah like if they could have run her if she wasn't like i'm brave yep 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 and then dies if she would have maybe run around for a a minute (laughs) could have survived yep did it something else kill the rabies dog or it died it, just, it, it died it's from a, rabies yep yeah it's like i killed you that was it that was it that was all it's just a kick in the nuts like a suit Fuck last it. thing i do is just kill me some cinnamon Old the pacing on this book is is wild in some places yeah dennis is is, is sad because He's just being a happy, a happy Dennis living his dog life. And he sees a UPS truck and he's like, I got to chase the UPS truck like every other day. And it's in the middle of a pack of 
rabid mofos, not actual rabid, but like, and they Z- kill him. Zombified mofos. Zombie mofos. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Gosh, I I didn't love that part. Yeah. Uh, well, I don't again, know how pacing, I like, is. The pacing is so strange because it's like. Dennis has this like super heroic moment. Yay. Well, we'll lift him up on our shoulders and like cart him around town. And then just like, and then he just fucking commits suicide like that. Yes. He has the most intelligent thing that almost any character has done in the whole book. And then the dumbest thing that almost any character has done in the whole book. Boom. Right back to back. But that makes sense though. Right? Because he's as dumb as a dead possum. He we wasn't in the in this in the scene where he takes the iPad. Sorry, Kenneth, I walked all over your whole thing. Yeah, no worries, man. Yeah, I mean, I I'm like okay with it and not okay with it all at the same time because I'm like, I understand he's they've been living their like survivor life, and then he sees something that just like triggers an old way that he goes about things and he goes out and does it. But I also feel like it was a a tacky joke about dogs not like you make me love a character and it's like a then it's like a joke about the sworn enemy of dogs everywhere the <laughs> ups the goddamn ups guy whoops spy dennis <laughs> every well, other it, situation where dennis almost died which i'm gonna go and say were too plentiful um would have been a better death for dennis than like he's chasing after the ups guy and it's narratively problematic because when this happens, they are, as far as I can understand, they are in territory that they already control. They have patrolled this area. And it's not like the UPS guy drives up to deliver a package. It's a fucking dead ass zombie. Like the, uh, the UPS driver, I think is like half crushed in the door of the truck. (laughs) Right. And Dennis, Dennis goes after it. So it's just like, it seems really, really yeah. gratuitous. And I'll say this too. You, dogs – okay, my dog has seen mailmen and like FedEx and UPS drivers and such away from our house. It doesn't give a shit. Dogs care that a it's person is walking, is walking up to your house, right? Yeah. This person, this UPS driver was not walking up to your house. I mean it was just a – it was a sad joke. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, kill my dentist. It's 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 responsible for losing a rating point for me. <laughs> he was a he was such a good boy though. He was a good boy. You can't kill good boys. Good boy. You kill humans as much as you want. Yeah, he had quite the funeral. And every he the did. elephants came and gave him. It was like Lion King. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I think she. Was, I think yeah. she said that. I think she said it was like something out of Lion King. Oh. Very nice. I wonder, did, at any point, did you say this whole book is like something out of The Walking Dead copied? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but as animals. This this whole book is like something that the AMC network would pick up. Yeah. <laughs> All the subliminal messaging. See, I went and bought Cheetos. Did it have any of you so. read or watched Walking Dead? Yeah. Mofo, you can, you read it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so did you pick up at all that this this, this book was basically the first 75% of walking dead all smashed in, like condensed into one novel. Yeah. I mean, how many times did they like, I want, I got, I got so exhausted by how many times they'd like, and now we encounter a threat and narrowly escape and someone almost died, but Oh, 
LS. Yeah. They did not. Yeah. But then, oh, someone important but, did. But the part that it doesn't have that I appreciate that Walking Dead has was, we just got to get some more safe and it'll be fine. And they get some more safe. And then it's they don't like fine. the way people are running it. So they're like, we're going to take over this place. And they we run it to it the over. ground and they're like, now we just need to find somewhere safe. And they go find somewhere else safe and they take over it. And then the cycle, 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 cycle. This That right, didn't right. happen here. We just had, went and lived with the college crows. That's cool. You know, it kind of did. But it's, in a sense, uh, it's more like the wolves are Rick's group. and and they show up and they're like we're gonna take over this place right when everyone else is like like living in harmony and they've kind of got it figured out yeah let's just be real rick is the bad guy yes he's He's totally the bad guy he's he's worse than all the bad guy he beats because he beats all them the governor seems cool yeah i only watched that far i only watched till terminus so i didn't get any of that jeff terminus was morgan goodness that's why i stopped watching i'd rather watch herschel's farm for two seasons i hope that shit turd can fly again in the next man what a fucking unresolved threat he keeps the broken wing oh man yeah really you know what it's like oh yeah you know what it seems like to me like uh seems like with a broken wing he carries his dream it's like you've got this character, right? Let's say they're okay. If this were a human, right? Let's say they're like a sheriff and they're really good with their weapon. And then, like, not too far into the series, they get their right hand cut off, mm. right? Oh, like Rick Grimes in the comics. Holy yeah. shit. What? Oh, it is the same. <laughs> what? I don't know if Seg is still watching, but I'm going to take the day off tomorrow and just sit outside with dog treats until I make a crow <laughs> get friend. Get your own crow pet. <laughs> well, if you sit out there, with, you sit out there with dog treats, you're not going to get anything. Yeah. you got to sit out there with Cheetos. Cheetos. Cheetos is and I, I, and I marshmallows too, wasn't it? Remember, I might be thinking of something else. Yeah, they uh, ate some marshmallows whenever they had to confiscate that. the chocolate so Dennis wouldn't Oh, eat that's it. what it was. You're thinking of that yeah. Jeffrey Deaver book. All right, let's keep rolling. Okay, yeah. Uh, so let's get, to get to. let's get to the very last how the book ends. Okay, so huge spoiler. If, right. you, if you want to read this, turn it off now, but don't because we want you to be here with us. Um, nah, fuck off. I mean, you can go ahead and turn off as long as you smash that subscribe, subscribe follow yeah. notification bell. Go ahead, so get Fuck off. So the, the, the all the all the things are resolved. All the storylines are wrapped up. Um, we're living in peace and harmony in this post-apocalyptic world. Peace and harmony. But some of the birds steal ST away in the middle of the night. They don't tell them where they're going. They say, hey, it's a surprise. We'll, we'll talk about this when we get there. And it's shit turns like, I knew that they were going to be taking me to a new baby puppy, a new bloodhound. That he, he, but he'll never replace Dennis. He'll never replace him. And they get to some... Um, little village that is kind of like it's not untouched peoples because it has a airplane there but like that it's that far away so they went way up the coast like on the west coast alaska or something yeah and and it didn't don't you know it there's not a baby puppy there's a baby people and a mural of a crow for some fucking reason what yeah. was that yeah, somebody's somebody's a prophet and is drawing crows all over the place. I mean, it's a cool mural, but like, what? I mean, you haven't read the prophecy. The prophecy? 
Yeah. The crow who yeah. saves us. Ken's wearing the shirt. Mm. <laughs> yeah. But I so thought that was a baby kept kept alive by owls, right? Yeah. I felt I felt very uh I'll I'll talk about it in my review. Never mind. But, of all the animals that I would entrust to keep a child a human child alive, owls pretty low on the list. Nope. I Not feel like the they would just like barf animal skeletons into the baby's mouth. It would have been poetic if it were a female crow that maybe ST Ooh, yeah, that'd could be have fine. found a love interest. And they could have okay. adopted Speaking the baby of ST's girlfriend. love interest, the fucking nurse crow that he's like, oh yeah, I'd like to smash your cloaca. <laughs> they just don't. They just don't. There's and that's no, fine. Do girl and boy crows have cloacas? I don't think so. And they just, I would think so. And it's just the girls have eggs that come out of them and the boys have jizz that come out of them. But if it's all connected, like, how does it know, like, is there like a little rail system where it, like, diverts the, the bird? Yeah, think of it like a pet well, I think bird. it's like a reverse. Yeah, to the... Nah. It's got to be like, like a... trying to, like, to trying to, like, like taking Wait. the cap off of t- like no. a ketchup and a mustard and trying to squirt the mustard into the ketchup. Guys, boys, <laughs> guys, touching them together. Boys, guys, yeah. <laughs> birds. I just I gotta I gotta go on record here. I know one of us has a fucking PhD in biology, but I just want everybody to know that we know that birds don't fuck. <laughs> they don't. I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> the egg comes out of the body, and then the bird sits. The male bird sits j- on it, and then they stand, and then it's fertilized externally. From what yes. I understand, no. yeah, no, they scissor, like I said earlier, <laughs> like the. Yep, they it's back their nuts up against each other. Ovipositor. <laughs> um, as long as, as long as everyone in the stream knows, as long as everyone in the stream knows that I knew that. I'm pretty sure the boy birds do jizz on the eggs, like after after it leaves the hen's after body. After they're out, I'm yeah, pretty sure that's how it works. Because that's ah, how you that's that's how you steal it. It's like that's, a game of yeah, tag. that's because the eggs that we eat are unfertilized, yes. right? Yeah, but see, yeah. the last one to do that on the egg that's been laid, they're the dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, <laughs> that's, that's what I learned from <laughs> Mari Povich. You just, you said like there's something. I'm, am I supposed to know that for some reason? Yeah. <laughs> why would I? Why that's would I what, fucking know that? That's what eggs are, dude. Okay. Why am I supposed to? Why am I supposed to know why and how that works? That's not a part of any class that I took. Well, you don't have a PhD about, in biology. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, okay. well, no, Rich Rich definitely should have known that. I, well, I'm telling I'm looking at a resource here and I'm right. Hen eggs are not fertilized when they are laid. For oh wait, no. Okay. So Wow. You ate crow twice. Yeah. How's that second helping a crow? I read that wrong. Shut up. Science time with Rich. That stinger's going to get a but it, it says, Okay, look. It says the rooster will fertilize the eggs up to 10 hens. The, he must mate with the female so his sperm travels into the oviduct and fertilizes the eggs that the hen lays in the next few days. So I'm right. So, so okay. So then, okay. like a chicken. 
Well, a chicken yeah. lays an egg a day, right? They don't lay like ten eggs a day. Well, a, I mean, this because I, 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 like an egg. I, I but, asked, if, but if but if a rooster comes a calling, are are the neck are the chickens next ten eggs going to be his? Don't you guys fucking make me Google how do chickens fuck? Because <laughs> I'm sorry, but we've we've also got listeners. We've also got listeners it. over here going. I can't tell if this is serious or not because a quick Google says completely different. <laughs> <laughs> he said, Bir- "Birds do mate." Like uh, Rich is one hundred percent right. <laughs> All right, here it is, guys. Boy, guys, we can I, sell. I googled, <laughs> not, I'm not joking. I googled. You guys, do chickens you guys are gaslighting me. That's what you're doing, <laughs> you fuckers. It says, it says the hen inverts her cloaca to meet the rooster's presentation of his and accept the semen into her <laughs> reproductive tract. So it is exactly so, like I was saying with the two ketchup, with the ketchup and so, the mustard bottle. Guys, you stuff them against each other and you back and forth. It looks like it's me that's eating crow today. And I just want to yeah. say. Crows, 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 crows. Man, you had me feeling real dumb for a minute. And probably Dingleberry, you were gaslighting us. Do roosters have balls? So what did you guys think of the ending? Was it predictable? Not because we'd be eating them if they did. Time out. Okay. Yeah. We'd be having a roof. We'd be eating <laughs> rooster balls. <laughs> if you Google, I don't know if this is the crazy, like, maybe I shouldn't be surprised by this because I did Google how do chickens fuck. Um, <laughs> it, it says, it says, people also ask, boom, 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 one, two, three, four, five entries down in the people also ask section on Google. It says, does hen has penis? <laughs> <laughs> is that do you say it like that because are there two ends is that what yeah <laughs> they do have testicles they, have they do have testicles how yep. can we never eat rooster nuts well they're they don't yep. they don't hang outside the body so so maybe i have eaten cock nuts before. you probably you have, have. I even have a rooster tattoo. I wonder yeah, if but I, should I, get, I should get like truck nuts tattooed on the back. No, you should have little BBs installed under your skin so you can you can rub them. Rub but the Ken- nuts. Oh, yeah. It, I should have them sitting on an egg. But Kenneth is exactly <laughs> right about the, the ketchup bottle and the mustard bottle. It's like, yeah. Yay. Boom, That's son. what it looks like. Yep. All right. Squish, 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 squish. Oh, get it in there. Oh, boy. Okay, oh, uh, what were you asking? Do I like the end of the book? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like what it does for the setup of the next book. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I just see kind of a Jungle Book thing happening. It sounds kind of fun. Oh, yeah. Uh, but I I really ho- – I would be incredibly disappointed if this didn't end up – if the next book wasn't like mostly about a really foul-mouthed toddler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be a shame. <laughs> yeah. Right, shit turds should have no like moral compass regarding like the innocence of youth. No, yeah, the innocence of youth or uh, shit turds or, or, or his vulgarity being bad at all. And people should not have that. I agree, but Say, there's no reason notes. for shit turd to have it, even yep. less so than people, because yeah. he's never heard anything yep. restrictive in that Seg, regard. Seg, I want you to know that I'm going to be the person who teaches your kid the f word <laughs> <laughs> in about yeah. Two years. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Say, what the fuck, daddy? Uh, All right, viewers. where's that put us? Ratings? All right, yes. Yeah. So, uh, do you want to do our ratings first, then some one stars? Always. Okay, Blake or uh, Kim, do your ratings first. 
Let's do it. Well, let's do it at a nine because I, I don't feel like counting higher than that tonight. We can't you. count any yes. higher than nine. Yes. <laughs> that's pretty so for the viewers, that's an inside joke. Apparently, crows can't count higher than the number nine. Take that to trivia night. Remember it. Yep. All right. Um, out of nine, I'm I'm going to give this one a six. Um, it had, it's pro it's, it's up there with one of the funniest books I've ever read, which, which is really good. And as far it's up there with some of the, uh, most interesting stories that I've read, very creative, right? I like the creative approach. Um, I, I, I don't think it, I don't think the book handled its length well, uh, three quarters of the way through it got pretty pretty much a major slog for me. I think as a novella, it would have been perfect. Um, like I've got this book called ring shout. Okay. It's like 10 chapters. It's like not very thick. And it was like a blast. Boom. Beginning to end. Just an explosion of a book. Right. It's basically inglorious bastards, but with KKK. <laughs> exactly. Right. And like, they're like monsters, but this one, it didn't, it didn't handle the length of the novel. Well, uh, whenever it got to that part, that section that I said, where it really, dropped off for me it kind of repeated these moments of like oh we went to a place oh it was scary oh we almost died and then we didn't but then we ended up in a place and oh, it was really scary and we almost died but then we didn't but then guess what we ended up in a place and we almost died but we didn't and then finally someone does it got super whack when she literally started recycling animals that she'd already had deadly encounters with Right, like yeah. they had a deadly encounter with the tiger, and they're like, you know what? Let's go back to the tigers. Let's bring back the tigers. Yeah. So that's it. I bet it was enough for um at, at what like you know first half of the book I I couldn't put it down, and then that like fifty to seventy five percent mark I didn't want to pick it up, and then I was invested again towards the end of it. But. Maybe that's that's where I kind of got in trouble because that's kind of where I. It was hard for me to get into it because, yeah, that last that last part. But it sounds like it picks up towards the end. I'd say so. Yeah. All right, um, it, it, it does it up to unless about you seven. like unless you like loops to be closed and then. What you're up next? Right. Hey, thanks. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a and Ken. I'm actually really glad to hear that you were. I, I feel like I'm always the one who's kind of like. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's really like right. uh, the outlier on the low end. So I'm glad to hear you're kind of down here with me. Cause I, I'm going to go with like a five. Um, the, the, the thing that I settled on as I was thinking about this today is that like, I enjoyed this book, but I did not like this book. <laughs> huh? Which is a which is a crazy thing. I don't know elaborate. if you guys I don't know if you guys get this get this kind of, get the same kind of thing, but like I always, I always have this fear when I'm like recommending something to someone, like a TV show that I watch or whatever. Like I always want to be cagey about it and like you know give them like a shitload of caveats. Like, well, I really like this show, but like if it's not your thing, like that's fine. Like I like because I'm scared that I'm going to recommend something to someone and then they're going to not like it. Like. I 
don't think I would recommend this book to like other people. You know what Same. I mean? I, I, I might recommend was, the show if they streamline it, you know, there was, there was some, there was a lot of like fun stuff that happened. Reading through the book was like, pleasurable experience like it was just it was like you know i i I never had i never had the feeling where i i didn't feel like it was a slog right but like at the end of the book i'm looking back and i'm like this was like not a good book (laughs) like it it was it was funny it made me what and what's interesting too is like it made me laugh and it made me feel and normally if you do those two things I'm like into your book, you know, like uh, to go back to like a, a TJ Klune kind of thing. Did we read Under the Whispering Door? Or did we read the other one? Whispering Door. Yeah. Okay. So like TJ Klune's book, man, like that book made me laugh. It made me feel and I finished it and I was like, Becky, this is the best book I've read this year. Right. And like this book made me laugh. It made me feel like I was sad when Dennis died. Um, we sat over here, Becky and I would like read together. And there were a lot of moments where like I was reading and Becky has already read this book. So Becky's sitting right next to me and reading a totally different book. And I'd be like, Oh, cinnamon is so cute. And like, we kind of had that like shared experience. Like there were a lot of moments like that, but at the, at the end of the experience with the book, I think the best way I can describe it is, this book feels like the first draft of a pretty decent book. Yeah. Like the, I think the author needs to go back, like get criticism, go back and rewrite big sections of the book to fix. And some just like straight select and delete like at least 10 straight chapters, big problems. Right. Like yeah. I, I think, um, like, can you write about the like repetitiveness? The pacing is like all the fuck over the place. There's parts that slog and there's parts where like, especially the part where Dennis gets killed. It's like the most heroic thing, bam, justified with just like juxtaposed with just like the, the most egregious pointless death that I've seen in, in a book. Like it is, it's all over the place uh you kind of think you said that you liked the um the like human evolution aspect of it yeah and i i just felt like that was so deeply out of place here that it, it was it just felt really tacked on to be like you know i i feel like it's a post-apocalypse. There's a zombie thing going on. Animals have escaped from the zoo. This crow's trying to survive, and it's his mission to try and like save the domestics. That's the story. Yeah. Like it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't need more stuff than that. And then I'm glad just, you said that. I forgot that I didn't like that. Just, just very like pointlessly. It was like, oh, and by the way, people are like, <laughs> like morphing into different stuff on a like super tight time frame because cancer, I don't know. I don't know shit about biology. This is just how it's happening. And now people are spider monsters and we need to get the tigers to fight them. It's like just fucking crazy. Right. It, it was all over the place. So there's, there's a lot that I just, I'm like, I just feel like you need, I, I don't remember what, I don't remember what book it was where I was like, this is a really good book. 
that needs a complete rewrite. <laughs> one, one of ours. <laughs> one. It, it was one of our our book club books that I that I said that about. This is another book kind of like in that. I think it was maybe like Flowers for Robinon. Oh yeah, something about <laughs> yeah. For Robins for Algernon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, Dingle. Yeah. Your, get- your rating. So as far as I'm, I'm about 70% of the way through 60, something like that. Um, and I just got, I'm going to say about a seven. Uh, I like the idea of the, you know, the animals being the main characters. I always love a good zombie book. Uh, that's always, that's always fun. Um, but I, I, I did kind of was in the trenches of when it started feeling a little preachy about screens and technology and, uh-huh. You know, I kind of felt like it was going to go to this, uh, you know, I don't know, screen or is the enemy and all this stuff. And um, so that got a little preachy yeah, there. She wakes up, hand grinds her coffee and then uh, like sits outside with birds on her, like sitting on her coffee cup. And her and her husband just scoff at the idea that people use their phones yeah. while they're out there living the life with nature. Yeah, yeah. I did. Can you believe? Look at that sunrise. Can you believe people are probably taking a picture of it and missing the whole thing? I did Darling. think that we were going to run across a group of humans who didn't use technology. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that happens what the in the fuck second happened book. to the Amish people. Exactly. Right? right. That's what I was thinking too. Is that there was going to be some sort of group of like Amish fucking people, although they don't they don't not use technology. Just Amish fucking people. <laughs> They're just people who fuck Amish people. <laughs> not they're any kind of people, not, but they strictly fuck not Amish people. Amish dash <laughs> fucking people. <laughs> oh, I see. It's not a high. Or no, it's not a high. Yeah. it's not hyphenated. <laughs> no, but I yeah, it, it was kind of disappointing to hear you guys talk about how you know he never really finds any more mofos. Does do they or does he not? At the end, if he at the end he finds one mofo, it's he a finds baby. one baby. Well, mofo. I mean, but but besides that though. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, nope, no yeah. mofos. Because I it. thought for sure there'd be like you know, I mean, it would kind of work with if she was kind of being preachy about technology that it would make sense that she would have. Well, here's a group of people that didn't subscribe subscribe to technology, and they're perfectly fine, yeah. you know. Yeah, but uh, yeah, sucks that he didn't find yeah. any. But, but well, yeah, I give it about my- seven. Seven out of nine. Um, mine is similar to what you guys are saying. I gave it a five out of nine. Um, I think wow. it's a really good idea. I, I think it's one of the most creative ideas. I, I'm, I didn't feel the preachiness about like cell phones. I thought just like, hey, this is a cool idea, like a different way to do a zombie. Awesome. I didn't take it as like a judgment because we weren't given any information about like why it's happening or whatever. But that was the biggest mystery to me that I'm glad that she kind of answered. Um, but I just, it, why it's a, why I gave it a low rating is because I just didn't, I wasn't like picking it up every day. Like, Oh my gosh, I can't wait to get done. Like I just, it, it, it wasn't, something wasn't drawing me to it. And it's like, no, I mean, no real fault of hers. I thought it was funny. Uh, the the beginning was probably going to be the most unique, unforgettable beginning of a book that I'll have read. Like, and Jim's eye fell out. Yeah. What? 
And then, oh, by the way, I'm a crow. Like that, that beginning was one of the coolest starts to a book I've ever read. Um, but just the, the overall thing, I, I, the stakes, I wasn't really feeling the stakes in it. Um, I don't know. Or like what? Like I, I, what? What do you mean by not feeling the stakes? I, I, well, like the the whole like what is the main conflict of the story? Like it just felt like writing about nature happening, and it's like well, nature happens, you know. Um, right. Like I look at I look at nature happening impassionately, like yeah, and you kind of have to because I every time I would turn on the nature channel, and it's like. Watch, watch as this uh, beautiful life cycle happens. This, this beautiful gazelle is eating grass, and you get it attached to the gazelle, right? And then look at this beautiful lion. Oh, he has to eat too. He eats the gazelle. And now you're like, I bet I was just rooting for the gazelle, and now he's dead, mm-hmm. so I'll root for the lion. And then it's like, watch as the lion dies of a bacterial infection from something that the, <laughs> the gazelle ate. And you just have to look at it like it's just nature. And that's kind of how, since there are no people, I mean, I want, I don't want animals to suffer, but I mean, the natural world is, uh, red in tooth and claw. Bob, are you buttoning up your shirt after turning off your camera when your <laughs> wife came down? Did you just have the fastest sex ever? <laughs> Was that the quickest quickie in the history of quickies? <laughs> it's been a while. Hey, <laughs> So that is our ratings. Uh, does anybody got any one star reviews we can get through? Yeah, um, I'll, I'll go first real quick because mine's super short. Uh, as you know, I, I grab my we, we all grab our one star reviews from somewhere. Uh, I, I grabbed just, my. I just now saw your name change. <laughs> you like that? <laughs> <laughs> It's really funny because I really I I thought that's what yours said first. I thought it said this can or penis, and I was like, oh wait a second, that's a good name. Um, so it, we all get it. We all source our our one star reviews from from different online media sources. I get mine from Barnes and Noble, and there there were none. So what? wow, really, there were none. Passed. The lowest rating was three star. Wow. Um, and then they sound just a lot like ours. So no okay. reason to read one of those. No I was right. really surprised by how few one and two star reviews there were. Man. Shocking. I feel guilty. How- you guys need to come over to Goodreads because they have plenty for us to share. Because there's I just mean, a bunch I of mean, pretentious assholes have- on there. <laughs> Amazon had plenty, but I, I, but I feel like compared to what we've read previously, like, there's, it seems like even really wonderful books always have just a dearth of like, just people who are mad because yeah. like they fucking bought the audio book and they didn't know that they bought the audio book. Like just shit like that. Yeah, they're like one star and then they rip customer service. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's always like a bunch of that. And I was really surprised at how few there were on this book, given that um, but it, it seems like all four good. of us had at least like significant problems with it, right? Yeah. So what was did, Ken? You don't have one to read. Black? Did you, you no. have one to read? Uh, Bob and I always share Amazon, but out of courtesy to him because I'm I'm the transplant into it. I, I will uh, typically let him. I've got a first. I've got a short. Jingle, did you have one? I've got a short one here because it kind of it kind of resonates with me because I didn't say this about my review, but it there were parts of it a lot of parts where it just felt 
like she was just saying words to sound smart or something like that, or that she was like saying things to make herself look smart, things like that. You know, anyway, it says, uh, it's an interesting, this is by Michael B. Murphy, the, uh, one star March 25th, 2020 title is reads like a poorly written children's movie. Uh, and it goes, it's an interesting concept, (laughs) but I finally had to give up after trudging through about 150 pages. The writing is so sophomoric that I kept imagining the author to be a 12 year old boy with a thesaurus, painfully unintelligent. Hey. That, sounds, that sounds okay. Wife alert. Wife alert. <laughs> Did feel like the, the thesaurus. Let me just read you guys real quick the uh, the about the author, Kira Jane Buxton, blah, 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 blah. She calls the tropical utopia of Seattle, Washington home and spends her time with three cats, a dog, two crows, and a charm of hummingbirds. And I'm just like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> we do not, we don't need a name for like some hummingbirds. Well, we just don't need it. No, no, no. We do because we have shimpies. What? So what do we, yeah, what do we call true. a group of fans? But what do we call a group of them? A basket. A there basket of shimpies. A basket of shimpies. <laughs> All right, uh, Blake, did you have one? Oh, I've got, I've got quite a few. Do it. Uh, I actually, I, I would it be a cum rag of shimpies? Cum <laughs> rag of shimpies. I um, a, a gym sock of shimpies. A gym sock. That's, that's what it is. It's a gym sock of sh- of shimpies, and that really rolls rolls off the tongue. Um. I, the one that the one that I'm most fond of, I actually there were so few one star reviews that I that I dug into the two star reviews for extra juice. This was actually a two star review from extra Maria Beadnell. Cloacal juice. <laughs> it's it's titled "Do Your Research." <laughs> Prospect it says prosthetic eyeballs do not fall out and they do not roll because they are not round. And they are carefully fitted to the faces of the people they belong to. This isn't sing. Even with a talking crow, this is intended to be plausible. When you set the scene, research it first. I now don't believe in anything this book has to offer. Wait, wait, (laughs) wait, wait. So we're we're saying his eye was a false eye? No, no, that's what, that's what I, she's thinking. I yeah. too was so confused by this Look. two-star review that I went back and reread it, and it absolutely is just supposed to be Jim's eyeball, and yeah. this person just like deeply, yeah. deeply misunderstood. Also, I'm sorry. What was her name? This Maria lady? Beadnell. I'm, I'm sorry, Maria, but I've seen Pirates of the Caribbean, and those false eyes are round. Ig- exactly. exactly. Yeah, and even if they Itch. weren't round. Things that aren't perfectly round roll. can still roll. Watch a football game, they're Chiefs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I like the Chiefs. Packers, baby. Packers, bitch. Yeah. And then I, I think my favorite one star review, this is from Lowell L. Uh, title is Just Dumb. <laughs> he says, he says, interesting, albeit done to death by many others concept 
and a little anthropomorphism can make a story interesting. But this is... My IQ was dropping by the time I finished, but I never got stupid (laughs) enough to start enjoying the endless smarminess of our protagonist. This story is just annoying. (laughs) Wow, it it killed his ability to type. It certainly did. And if I had had included the punctuation that he used, it it actually gets much worse. Oh, boy. Have you guys noticed how how frequently... The really, really ignorant uh, reviews use the word protagonist. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's like the biggest word they know because they see it in other books, like insensible book reviews. Yeah. <laughs> so like, like, I cannot, even without having looked at, without anything, protagonist. pick this up again with our <laughs> protagonist the way they were. Yeah. <laughs> And that guy knows what he's talking about. For that guy sure. fucking gets it. Yeah. That guy fucks for sure. <laughs> All right, I have yeah. I have one from Goodreads. Right, and in the this is actually very similar to Dingleberries. Uh, Gadabite writes, "It's like Ted Kaczynski wrote a straight to DVD Disney movie." <laughs> What? That's fantastic. Oh, shit. I I haven't read his manifesto, so I don't know how accurate that is, but. uh, Ah. Yeah. That's really funny. That was was probably the best one star review I've found. Well, he, he, he's written lots of books as well, hasn't he? Ted? They probably all sound, they probably all sound like this. Ted Kaczynski's written books? Yeah, I don't know if they've been published, but I mean, he's he's written them. Oh. It was in the like not the biopic, but that's like uh, he's not got much to do. That's the Unabomber. Yeah. Right? yeah, the Unabomber. Industrial yeah. Society. Yeah, so, and yeah it's that's he's solitary. He's real smart. Yeah, yeah, real smart guy. Well, that yeah, fellas, that's it. Because everything from here pew, on pew, 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 is bonus content. Pew, 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 hey, thanks pew, for listening to our bonus content. We definitely reduce. Bob, I don't like the thing you did with your fingers just now. And that does it for Season 2, Episode 2 of Shelf Importance. If you would like to become a stain in the gym sock of shimpies, make sure to hit that notification bell, subscribe, and give us a five-star review on iTunes. I don't know what that's going to do for us, but I'm sure it's something. So until next time, just fucking, fucking, just fucking come back. <laughs> <laughs>